This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. that there's a whole month dedicated to reducing plastic waste? That's right. Plastic Free July is a global movement that helps millions of people be part of the solution to plastic pollution by encouraging them to decrease their plastic consumption throughout the month of July. Whether you're brand new to the sustainability community or an eco-friendly expert, we highly encourage you to participate in the movement. And to kick things off, in today's episode, We'll dive into why plastic pollution is an issue, how it became so problematic, and Lisa and I will provide our favorite realistic tips that we do every day to reduce plastic in our lives and how you can use those tips in your life. All right, it's time for another episode of Good Together, and this one is all about plastic-free July, which I know you're a big fan of, Lisa. I know. And one thought that I just had, I was like, I cannot believe that this is July already. I remember last year, right? Like last year, it was actually the first time in my, I don't know, hopefully you listeners are way ahead of me, but Plastic Free July, specifically that month and the nonprofit that I'll talk about in a second, that was actually the first time I heard about this campaign. So let's talk about what it is, right? Actually, wait, one thing I'm going to interrupt you Mm -hmm. before we get into it. You know what July also means? It means we've been doing this podcast for two years. Oh, that's true. July 2019. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, time flies, especially the last wonderful year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, we've just had such a great time getting to know our listeners virtually and getting to kind of go on this journey together. We've reached millions of people. Um, it's been such a fun privilege for us to do. So we just want to say thank you. And like, as always, if you have questions or ideas for new episodes, feel free to hit us up. It's a, it's a community. Absolutely. Community of over a million women that we reach every single day, right? Through all of our channels, right? Not just podcasts, it's TikTok, it's our Scouts community, it's our newsletter, the website. And again, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Yes. So So Plastic Free July, let's get into it. So it's 
it is a global movement now that helps millions of people just like you and me be part of the solution, right? We're all about solutions here. Uh, two, plastic pollution. There's a lot of problems in the world and plastic is one of them. And of course, we'll talk about the why it's so important to address this problem. Yes. What is the Plastic Free July? It's actually a foundation, right? The Plastic Free Foundation, LPD, is an independent, non-for-profit organization established in 2017. So, uh, what, four years old? This, uh, Well, I'm not sure which month it is, but almost four years old. It was started by Rebecca Prince Ruiz and a small team in local government, actually in Australia, in Western Australia, to be specific. And now they are one of the most influential environmental campaigns in the world. And millions of people across the world, it's international campaign, as we've mentioned, take part in this campaign every year uh, with many people, of course, with the main goal is to commit to reducing, uh, to reduce plastic pollution far beyond the month of July. That's awesome. And so last year, as I've mentioned, that was actually the first time when I personally heard about this. Uh, in July 2020 alone, an estimated 326 million people, that's awesome, across the globe took part in the challenge from 177 countries. And that's all this information is from Plastic Free July Foundation. That's so cool. And I think it's really important before we talk, I mean, as we talk about what Plastic Free July is, is to think about like, why do we need this? Exactly. You know what I mean? Why do we need a whole month to think about plastic? And the answer is because we as a globe are so reliant on plastic. I mean, it is in everything, like everything. It lines metal. Like it, if you think you're doing using something that's just just metal and you're you're great, a lot of times it's a coating on there. Um, it's in paints. It's in clothing it's in your food unfortunately now because in of microplastics yeah it's, it's skincare everywhere all stuff mm-hmm. skincare yes like you actually if you read the label on most skincares there's oftentimes just it, it's like they'll put plastic in there in different forms to like make your foundation more smooth it's just weird it's like why 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 are we doing this <laughs> but one of the reasons why we became so reliant on plastic is because it came from a traditionally quote unquote, cheap energy source, which is mm-hmm. a fossil fuel. I say quote unquote cheap because we know it's not cheap from an environmental perspective. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was, you know, something that our governments back in the day and really still do subsidize and, and really made a big deal for us to use. Everything has fossil fuels in it too, in addition to plastic. So anyway, plastics that are made from fossil fuels are actually just over a century old, right? So, you know, a little over a hundred years and Production and development of thousands of new plastic products actually ended up accelerating after World War II. Um, Half of all plastics ever manufactured have actually been made in the last 15 years. So even though plastics, like we're talking about, are around 100 years old, or at least the ones that we're exposed to, most of them that we run into today have been made in the last 15 years, which is crazy. Like in less than time, Lisa and I have been alive. What? You know what I mean? Probably, Mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy. So that's insane to me. Um, And the reason, so, okay, let's think about it. It was cheap, easy to to make things out of plastic. But then from a consumer perspective, we don't care, right? Like we don't, we don't know about all that stuff happening behind the scenes, but what we Mm -hmm. care about is cost and convenience. And so plastic is a cheap way to package things, to make things more effective in some certain terms. So that led to lower costs for us as a consumer. Um, and another thing is the convenience, right? We don't have to think about where yep. this stuff is going. We just throw it away and it just kind of led us to this 
throwaway culture that like our grandmothers didn't have, right? They didn't have styrofoam containers to put takeout in. Like they had, they used wax paper to wrap their sandwiches in. Um, And unfortunately today, you know, single use plastics account for 40% of the plastic produced every year. So that's a huge bummer. Um, and, Mm -hmm. And most of these plastic bags and food wrappers will persist in the environment for hundreds of years. So This is very depressing and terrible, Um, Mm -hmm. but that's why we have to have something like Plastic Free July. Yeah, because it's, you know, we finally understood the the scope of the problem, right? And the sense of urgency. Uh, I did not know that fact that half of all the plastics ever manufactured has been produced in 15 years. That's crazy. But yeah, we kind of uh, anecdotally on this podcast, we talk a lot about, oh, that's not how our grandmas used to live. But that kind of shows you, yes, it's not even 15 years, but just in two generations, right? Or with third generation after our grandmother, parents generation like the the way we live just completely changed and it it is very convenient and easy but yeah unfortunately these changes have been you know tremendously negative uh to the environment yeah so why is going plastic free important right in terms of the impact so most plastic ends up in the ocean, right? Um, we're actually re- recording this episode on June, June 8th. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys knew about it, but June 8th is International World uh, World Oceans Day, I believe it's called. Mm. Um, and, you know, one of the main uh, issues that people talk about on that day is plastics, unfortunately, right? Yeah. And um, this rate... At the rate at which plastic is accumulating in the oceans of the planet right now, it's predicted that by 2050, the mass of plastic in the world's oceans will exceed the mass of all the fish that live there. That's a quote from Forbes. I I heard this fact before, and it's, again, that tells you the scope and the urgency, right? It's not just like, oh, it's increasing. It's just like, the scope is immense. Well, and here's of course, the thing too, mm-hmm. like we all love sushi, right? Like it's a exactly. huge trending yep. stuff. We love to eat fish. And a lot of us choose to have fish that's not farm raised because farm raised fish can have negative impacts on the environment too. So what do we do? We want to eat wild caught fish. And the thing that's scary about this is eating wild caught fish is going to expose you to a lot of plastics because the fish are eating plastics. So like, it's just... It's problematic. Yeah. And as you said, yeah, we are all interdependent on each other. And now we have all of the proof, right, and facts about this. Um, And, of course, there is a growing evidence that plastics, um, um, part of it, as we just talked about the ocean, right, plastics play a role in overall and rising rates of species extinctions, too. So, so, yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. You, you know that example, um, you know what I do when you get like either soda cans or beer cans, you know, that plastic thingy um, with holes in it, like on like top of tab? those kids? Yeah, I think so. Um, so you, you know how like seagulls get like uh, trapped, uh, trapped yes. in them? So now I always make sure to cut it out. Um, so they, yeah, I don't even remember when I first heard it, but I always do that. Um, I do too, actually. And like, mm-hmm. I like... <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like obsessive about it. I don't know why, but I see this photo of the seagull. I also see a photo of like a seal or just like 
all of these sad animals caught turtles. We've seen those like these animals caught in these plastic rings, you know, that are like, we're just talking about. So mm-hmm. I literally will like be like, stop. Yes. If I see someone, then I'll like go get my scissors. And I probably seem like a crazy person, but I am very hopeful that I have saved some wildlife. I am sure. I'm sure we will. uh, We have, and you guys have too. And of course, you've just kind of talked about that, right? Once plastic is in the ocean, it gets broken down to the extremely small particles called microplastics, right? Yes, they will be ingested by fish, but also, guess what? Land animals can also uh, digest it, ingested, digested, and then they will be found, the microplastics, in municipal drinking water systems. Again, yeah, they're everywhere. This, exactly. So, uh, again, this full circle, um, what comes around goes around. So the more we throw away plastic, the more we actually ingest plastic. And let's and and why is that important? Well, it's important to not eat plastic because (laughs) it's not good for you. Um, And we're not just like this is not pseudoscience. We're not just saying this to say it. But we know uh, from scientific studies, like eating plastics is just not a good thing for you, right? Like it can block your intestines. Um, There's chemicals in there that can kind of get inside and and your body's not able to, uh, you know, get rid of them. They'll just kind of stay in your system forever. Um, it's just, it's just totally bad. So let's not eat plastic. (laughs) Exactly. If we can help it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so how do we help the situation, right? How do we, uh, reduce amount of plastic that we use on our daily lives? Yeah. And, and not only that, how do we participate in plastic free July, but how do we, like Lisa said, how do we carry this over into daily life forever? Um, so one tip that I have, you've probably heard me talk about this a million times, but I really like buying in bulk. So there's two ways you can really buy in bulk that are easy to do and accessible nowadays. So number one, it, well, actually three. Number one is wherever you are, try and get a bigger package of it um, and, and use like a refillable example. So one thing that I do is I like to get this tea tree oil um, we talked about it in a previous one of our uh, shopping episodes. It's by, um, I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, tea tree oil cleanser for my face. And yes. you can choose to get it in single use pump based systems, or you can buy a really big version of it and it doesn't come with a pump. It's just like this giant container of uh, face cleanser. And so what I do is I buy that. It actually ends up being cheaper because I'm not paying for a bunch of single use you know, packaging. But then I just refill, like just refill it, right? Like I feel like you and I see these refill videos on TikTok all the time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> refill stuff, yeah. buy big packages. Yeah, um, and Ref- do, Ref- do it. Yeah, refilling is great. And of course, again, not everyone has access to it. Uh, like there is, there's refillable is the new recyclable or whatever the, the new saying is going. But refill, refilling stuff is great. It can be cosmetics, sham, shampoo, and of course, food. Yes. All right. Choose what works for you. But um, yeah, refilling and buying in bulk is huge. My other favorite thing uh, or two favorite things is we've talked about it briefly. Grow your own food. Again, if you can, if you're into that, I'm into that. There are tools to help you grow it uh, quicker. Uh, we've had a bunch of episodes and resources for you about gardening, how you can even, you know, growing, even growing your um, your, what is it, herbs, right, on your windowsill will make a huge difference because it always makes makes me cringe when I have to buy, I don't know why, Whole Foods or other stores like 
herbs like um there are some herbs that are just packaged without it's like in the nude it's called but mm-hmm. some of them are packaged in the small tiny containers especially like basil i'm like oh it's terrible uh but guess what if it's very easy to grow your own herbs and uh just one less decision for you to to make uh and not to have to make this choice if you really need basil and that but food- you don't have it um it tastes uh-huh. so much better, right? When you grow oh, it, yeah. like it, oh it just it, it tastes so much better. We actually did a podcast with, um, with Jacob from Lettuce Grow. Lisa and I are big fans of our Lettuce Grow systems, but you know that podcast wasn't really about Lettuce Grow. It was about why it's important to grow your own food. Mm-hmm. And of course, we talk about the environmental, excuse me, environmental impacts of it. We also talk about like it just tastes better. Yeah, <laughs> and it lets you become a more creative cook because you have access to all these really interesting herbs, like Lisa was saying, mm-hmm. or, you know, you can kind of have this cool chef experience in your house. So grow your own food. It reduces the carbon emissions required to get it to you and you also reduce your plastic. I love it. Yeah. And of course, shopping locally and from farmers. I think we also talk about this like almost every other episode, but shopping locally, not having to ship anything to you, not having to buy anything in plastic packaging is huge. And again, just reconnecting with your local community, especially now where hopefully start i able to do it safely uh right things are opening up uh yeah just going to farmer's market it's amazing finding a trusted ethical beauty brand that actually works can be difficult absolutely which is why laura and i were so excited when we discovered 100 percent pure 100% Pure is a beauty and skincare brand that is, well, as the name suggests, 100% pure. All of their products, from lipsticks to face masks to eye cream, adhere to strict purity standards and will never contain harsh or toxic ingredients. What I thought was really cool, Lisa, was how they create the pigment for their makeup using natural ingredients. They use fruit, vegetables, and even tea and cocoa. I've never seen a product that does that. Yeah, I haven't either, and I've looked at a lot of clean beauty brands recently. Also, when you shop with 100% Pure, you're able to choose one of the two options for where you can make a difference. One option is choosing to donate one bowl of vegan dog food to a shelter dog for every purchase. Since 100% Pure is certified cruelty-free, I love how committed they are to animal welfare by giving you this option. The other option you can choose is to have 100% Pure donate one tree for every order. If you'd like to try out 100% Pure's cruelty-free products, head to 100percentpure.com and use code BRIGHTLYISPURE30 for 30% off. That's 100percentpure.com and code BRIGHTLYISPURE for 30% off. plastic right because it's just it's not a requirement one thing that we didn't talk about earlier but it's you know kind of unfortunate but a lot of times stuff is packaged in plastic because it has to be because of government regulations um so you know from a health perspective right like you can't Mm -hmm. have outside stuff getting into a product um it also helps you know with products like to prevent bruising you know that's why you see a lot of times apples are in those stupid clamshell things unfortunately Mm -hmm. you see it at costco a lot but like there's reasons behind the plastic because the company wants to make sure that you know they're not losing money um, right on damaged products and and or it's safe so like 
Yeah, especially, you know, we've covered that, like, with Thistle, right? Um, yes. You know, companies like food delivery companies or, uh, you know, ButcherBox and other meat delivery companies, you know, their ultimate and very first priority is to deliver it safely to you. So, yes. you know, be aware of these choices that you have to make. Exactly. So when you choose to go local, right, you're not having to use the plastic most of the time because you're just like having that transaction with the grower um, at the farmer's market. You're also think about, um, you know, going into a store and purchasing something from like a small gift shop. Well, what do they ask you? Do you need a bag, like a plastic bag? No, <laughs> you don't need that. And and the, the, the store also doesn't have to send something to you, right, in a bunch of plastic packaging. So there you go. Um, another tip that we had was to, again, like I just said, pay attention to packaging. Yes. But we can talk about this from a few different angles, right? So first off, beauty products. We all have mm -hmm. two. Let's, Lisa and I are testing them oh my <laughs> all gosh. the time. So we have way too many of them. Um, I just and our this. friends are very lucky too, because, um, you know, again, our goal at Brightly, why we have all of those samples, right? Um, we've made a big announcement. You will soon be able to shop directly with Brightly because it's our goal to offer you guys the best of the best. And guess what? We and our team and our community, we have to test it. That's right. So Lisa and I have a ton of beauty products. Most people do too. Um, I actually fun saw this funny joke the other day that was like, here's a really quick way to make something last in your beauty supply closet. Uh, forget that it's there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I loved that. But anyway, so we can talk about clean beauty. So most beauty products are single use. Um Mascara, I feel like is like the ultimate uh, offender here where I feel like you use it a few times and then it's gone. Um, but there's so many different examples that are, you know, whether we're talking about deodorant, um, you know, even like toothpaste, we start to mm -hmm. get into more of the self-care, health care stuff. Um, there's just a lot of waste in packaging. So you can actually now find more and more companies innovating in this space by offering refillable products or offering their products in metal. And we just, we've had so many um, episodes and articles on Brightly done about recycling. So we understand that, you know, even metal-based recycling is not perfect, but it is better than plastic in many instances. So look for that. Start paying attention to that packaging in general. Like if you're unable to buy in bulk, like we just talked about, like at least start to have that conversation with yourself internally and then start having it with your friends and family and think about, well, do we really need to put this in plastic? Like, actually, Lisa, tell them about the, the TikTok with the dog water. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah, that is hilarious. I yeah. think uh, Lisa found it on, it was in Target. So it's like, it's a ball, you know, how dog, dog ball, right? I, I don't have dogs. But anyways, it's a dog ball, a plastic one with a plastic yeah. cover. And they literally sell it packaged. Right? Water. So, it's yeah. a bowl of water. Like it looks like to me, you know what it looked like to me, Lisa? It looked like um a Chobani yogurt or one of those yogurts mm -hmm. that have like the big um, you know, like wide mouth top. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. With like a metal, mm -hmm. like, you know, like the thing, the metal thing that you peel back to get into the mm -hmm. yogurt. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is basically what this was, yes. mm -hmm. but on a big level for dogs. And it was full of water. And we were like, what? And Alyssa in the video, she's like, is this real? Like, is this even real? Like, does this, she's like, her mind is blown. And it ended up being one of our like funny TikToks um, at the time, but it's true. It's like, why on earth does a dog need a plastic packaged bowl of water? My dogs drink 
disgusting scum water on the sidewalk. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know? you know, if you, tra- I think somebody was like, well, maybe if you're traveling, if you're traveling, have the reusable, like regular metal bowl with you and just pour, uh, you know, pour the water in there. Um, exactly. So use get tap just- water and put it in there. You exactly. don't have to use weird water sources. And by the way, don't let your dogs drink scum water. I, I, I get mine away from it, but I mean, my dog certainly doesn't care if it's pre-packaged and has some fancy water. So <laughs> moral of the story is pay attention to this packaging because it can make a huge difference in reducing your daily plastic consumption. Yeah. And basically, I think one of the main things, again, we talked in the beginning of this episode, right, about the convenience factors, right? Yes. It is. Yes. Guess what? It is convenient, right? A lot of these choices that we've said, we've talked about, don't do that, but it's convenient. There are some reasons. It's easy, you know, just get a bottle of Coke and which is a plastic, but just Think about it. Next time you're shopping or doing whatever, shopping online for your next clean beauty find or, you know, doing grocery shopping, just think twice. And that's all what mindful consumption is, as we've talked so many times, you know, just uh, taking a second to kind of think about your decision. And in this case, in most cases, it's packaging, right? Um, um, And thinking about what's in your clean beauty. Actually, Laura, we haven't talked about clean beauty, right? Um, So clean beauty is important for many reasons. I mean, we've had episodes about it, but guess what? There's microplastics, as we've briefly talked about it, isn't your skincare too. Yeah, actually in the product, right? We just talked about the packaging perspective, but like in the beauty product itself, right? That's crazy. Yeah, and again, it's I I don't have the chemical names of this, but basically it will be products derived from fossil fossil fuels, right, Laura? That's how I understand them, like chemical. Yes, and you know we've all well, actually we might not have all heard like an example that might be surprising to you is um, there are scrubs um, that we all use to wash our face with, and they have these little beads in them. Um, and so like face wash, also body wash. Oh, I used to love that body wash, but it's been banned. Yes. It's been banned a lot of places, but it's still, I think pretty, um, prevalent in, um, in face wash, unfortunately. Um, but yes, like, I think that's crazy that somebody developed this product with a bunch of tiny bits of plastic in it, knowing full well that that was going to go into the water supply. Like, I don't know. How was that allowed? I don't know. But anyway, now you're right, Lisa. Most of those things have been banned, thankfully. It's still worth taking a look there. But I mean, the um, what's the one that's really popular? It's like a peach pit. They use uh, peach pits, actually. They grind them up and they put it in St. Ives um, and, they, and they put it in there to help exfoliate. So there's all sorts of like organic material that you can use to get rid of dead skin. Like, come on, folks. It's crazy. Exactly. And again, why this happens? Because uh, basically there is, I mean, there is some regulation, obviously, in the beauty industry in the U.S., but uh, we've probably mentioned that so many times. We're so far behind Europe. There is only a few ingredients on that banned list in um, U.S. versus Europe. And so, yeah, they can put plastics in your cosmetics, which is um, an issue. Uh, so let's talk about another microplastic source of microplastics is unfortunately things you wear. And yes. we've had, I remember, a whole episode, um, a part of the episode about what we wear in fabrics, especially when we're talking about kids, right? That's yes. terrible. But okay, which fabrics contain plastic? So basically any synthetic fibers, right? And this is why, uh, you know, 
we always re encourage you to uh, choose sustainable, innovative materials and also the ones that don't contain synthetics, like so polyester, nylon, spandex, chiffon, fleece, satin. I think these are kind of the, the top uh, most used ones, right? Yes. And for me, I've always, you know, really tried to prioritize no synthetic material when I'm purchasing my clothing yeah. because I don't like the way it feels. My husband is the opposite. Unfortunately, he goes for a lot of these like sort of sport wear, yes. moisture wicking kind of yes. stuff, even though like, come on, he's not going to the gym that much. Like I love him to death, but like he doesn't need his whole wardrobe <laughs> filled with this kind of stuff, but he, he, he likes it. Um, and you know, we've had the conversation about the microplastics. So he's definitely cutting back on it. There are definitely, um, companies now that are using recycled plastic in their synthetics, which I, I applaud because it is one way to take plastic waste and to reuse it. However, when you wash it, there definitely is still um, opportunities for microplastics to enter the, um, you know, enter into the water source. So like exactly. Lisa said, like one thing, just don't buy it. Number two, if you do buy it, you can actually uh, buy products that will help you catch microplastics before they go into the water supply when you're washing them. Um, yeah. We've talked about this before, but there's something called a Cora ball um, that helps. It's a really cool, we'll link to it in the show notes. It's mm -hmm. a little neat thing that helps catch those microplastics. Um, and then a guppy, guppy friend, guppy bag. Isn't that what it's called? Something like that. Yeah. Something guppy. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember. Yeah. But so you can use that. Um, but just in general, just thinking more, um, more, I don't know, sustainably being more curious about what you're putting on your body, whether it is a piece of fabric or it's a, um, a home decor item. Like you guys know, Lisa and I love sheets and giggles. You've heard us talk yeah. about that till we're blue in the face, <laughs> but you know, one of the reasons we like sheets and giggles and other companies like Etitude, um, and you know, companies that choose to use cotton or, you know, more organic materials versus polyester because again, they're not using plastic, right? Like it's a more sustainable source of, um, you know, fibers. It's not going to get into the water supply. So just think about it critically. Um, you know, you would yeah. just be so surprised, like even couches and furniture when you go to buy yep. them, so many of them are covered in polyester. Um, and so yeah. If you Just guys doing want, your research, right? Yeah, exactly. And we're here for you to help you do that research, right? That's why we interview brand founders like, you know, Kat and Phoebe from Attitude and Colin with Colin, who um, the interview went out this April, right? During Earth Month. One of the crazy uh, facts that he shared that a single polyester sheet set, right? Just a mm -hmm. single sheet set can leach 120 million microplastic fibers into our waterways each year based on square yardage and just one wash per month yeah. um and we link to that in the show notes we um that's like research gate about polyester textiles again polyester synthetics um yeah just think about especially things that you know we do spend a lot of time sleeping hopefully you mm -hmm. know um don't spend it on sleeping on plastics <laughs> yeah and the last point i'll make about this um and, and we're kind of wrapping up the episode yeah. but we do this at the end of every episode is thinking about okay we talked a lot about the consumer piece of things what also needs to change in the, in the world for this to stop so we talked about like how um you know companies need to stop using plastic as much as they can when they can right? We're not saying they have to stop using plastic all the time because it's not possible, but they can cut it down and they should. Um, another thing is we should push for different ways to filter this out of our waterways. Like 
why are mm-hmm. we even talking about this sometimes, right? Like, why do we not have a company or, you know, an organization that's pioneering ways to filter this out at a broad scale? Um, I know there's some really cool organizations doing this in the ocean. Um, they've got these, we'll have to do a link into the show notes, but I've seen this really interesting company that will take these um, plastic capture they almost look like a big basketball goal <laughs> um, and they filter water through them and they pick up trash and they pick up plastic. So thinking about how we can support these companies that are innovating in the space, thinking about how we can elect officials that put this in the top of their mind and top of their agenda. We always have to be thinking about that when we talk about a lot of these issues, because we get it. We know that you guys are super, you know, your time is really, really valuable. We know that you have a lot going on. And so we want, we exist here to help you from the, the purchasing part of things. We totally understand that we've got to work hand in hand with corporations and the government to really put a stop to this systemically. Exactly. Yeah. So do, let's all do our part as consumers, as individuals, as change makers that we are. Uh, but let's not forget to uh, keep our politicians and governments accountable to really push for big systemic changes. Absolutely. And that is it. Happy Plastic Free July. Yes, happy Plastic Free July. And if you're curious, make sure you're following us on social, download our app. Um, let us know, like, what's a big piece in your life that you have a lot of plastic waste in? Tell me and Lisa, we'd love to talk with you about it on social and make this more interactive. So thanks so much for listening. Um, and, you know, thanks for tuning in to Good Together. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.